0: What happens to your IRA or 401k when you pass on to the sweet buy and buy? Whether your heirs receive the fruit of your effort easily and immediately, or whether they have to fight with the government creditors in a lengthy bureaucratic mess, is totally up to you. I'm Brian Ellis. I'll tell you how to make sure your loved ones get what you want them to have right now in episode number 136. Hello, SDI Nation. Welcome to the podcast of record for savvy, self-directed investors like you. There's one really interesting thing I'm observing with startling frequency about the way that very wealthy people use IRAs versus their less affluent counterparts. They don't use it as a vehicle for retirement savings as much as they use it as a vehicle for estate planning. Now, my friends, much of this audience is, in fact, sufficiently wealthy that it's directly relevant to them what I have to say to you today. But even for those of you who are merely affluent and not truly swimming in it, well, this information is highly relevant for you, too. See, here's the thing. IRAs offer some really cool estate planning capabilities. I should be more specific. Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks also are almost magical. When the owner of a Roth account passes away, that account is inherited by the now-deceased owner's designated beneficiary. And in most cases, that account is then available to the beneficiary immediately. That beneficiary can take out all of the money or just some of it or nearly none of it at all. But the bottom line, the beneficiary has near absolute discretion of when to withdraw that money. But even that's not the cool thing. The really cool thing is that because it's a Roth account, the beneficiary pays zero taxes on that money. Zero, zilts, nada. It doesn't even matter if the beneficiary is of retirement age. The beneficiary can, on day one, begin to enjoy the proceeds of that account without any tax ramifications. And even more interestingly, the beneficiary can also continue to invest the money in that account and let it continue to grow tax free. And any withdrawals they make in the future will be tax free at that point as well. That my friends is huge, but, and this too is huge. Your intended beneficiary will not inherit your account automatically. So how can you make sure your intended beneficiary inherits your account? You might think it has something to do with your will, but it doesn't. The answer is to be certain that you've properly submitted a beneficiary designation form with your custodian. Here's why. If you file such a form with your custodian, it's a simple process for them to affect the inheritance of your account to your intended beneficiary. Your account will end up being converted to an inherited IRA account rather than a normal IRA, and that account will, with haste, be available to and under the discretion of the beneficiary you've specified – It's a very quick, simple process. But what if you do not have a beneficiary designation form on file? In that case, unless your master agreement with the custodian specified default choices, such as your spouse or your children, then your IRA will become part of your estate and must go through probate. And there's some real problems with that. First, that's going to take a long time. Probate's a slow process. And if your beneficiary is in need of the inheritance, well, that's a bad situation. Second, it's expensive. Probate lawyers have to eat, too. And from what I hear, the fees they charge, which the funds in your IRA may be used to help pay, well, those fees let those lawyers eat really, really well. Third, it's a dangerous thing to do. If you have creditors at the time of your passing, those creditors are entitled to make claims on the assets of your estate in order to be made whole. And if your IRA is part of your estate, then the proceeds inside of your IRA are subject to those claims of creditors. But if you properly execute a beneficiary designation form, then your IRA will pass directly to your beneficiary without passing through probate and without being used to pay down debts owed to your creditors. So here's the bottom line. Call your custodian today and make sure you've specified both a beneficiary and an alternate beneficiary. And put a mark on your calendar for every year at this time. Mark it as the SDI IRA beneficiary checkup day. And on that day each year, make sure you have a beneficiary and alternate beneficiary designation form on file with your custodian, and that the forms on file still reflect your preferences for beneficiaries. It's the easiest thing in the world to do, and unfortunately, it's also the easiest thing in the world not to do. But the negative impact of neglecting this one is really big. Don't make this rookie mistake, folks. That's all for today, except for this. Looks like there's a very good chance we'll be able to acquire a portfolio of rental properties that offer both very solid equity and very solid cash flow. Really great opportunities to be sure. I'll be announcing more about that in the immediate future, but to make sure you get that information in the most timely manner possible, be sure you're on my top picks notification list. Just text the word top picks to 33444. That's the word top picks with no spaces, spelled T O P P I C K S. Text top picks to 33444 to get on the priority notification list. Now, tomorrow's episode, I'm going to tell you what the IRS thinks about your having more than one IRA or 401k. And I'll tell you the situations in which it actually makes a whole lot of sense to have multiple retirement accounts. This is particularly relevant for you real estate investors out there, so be sure to listen in to tomorrow's episode. And the only way to be sure to do that is to subscribe through iTunes or Stitcher. So do that right now. My friends,